This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that believes there's no time like the present to learn about the past. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're celebrating the late December miracle birth of a baby gorilla. The day was December 22nd, 1956. For the first time ever, a live gorilla was born in captivity. She was given the name Colo, a combination of Columbus and Ohio, the city and state where she was born. Before Colo's birth, zookeepers didn't know if it was possible for baby gorillas to be born or raised in captivity. It had never happened before despite their best efforts. At the time, all of the gorillas found in zoos around the world had been captured in the wild while they were young and easier to handle. Because gorilla families are highly protective of their young, the hunters who supplied the zoos typically killed all the adults in a troop. The young gorillas commanded a high price, and with their parents out of the way, they were easier to catch. Colo's birth marked the beginning of the end of that brutal practice and ushered in a new era of gorilla conservation. However, it's interesting to note that Colo's birth wasn't the result of an official breeding program. The whole thing was an accident and likely wouldn't have happened at all if not for a part-time zookeeper and veterinary student named Warren Dean Thomas. When Colo's parents were captured and brought to the Columbus Zoo in early 1951, they were kept in separate cages for several years. Warren Thomas thought the two gorillas, Mac and Millie, might be happier if they could interact a little. So one day in 1956, he put them together at night, without permission, and then split them up again the next morning. Sure enough, the gorillas had mated during their encounter, and soon after, Millie showed signs of being pregnant. On the morning of December 22nd, Thomas noticed something on the floor of Millie's cage. It turned out to be an amniotic sac containing a newborn baby gorilla that wasn't breathing. Thomas cut the umbilical cord and started administering mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. A few tense moments later, the infant started breathing again and was quickly moved to an incubator. Things were touch and go for the first few days, and it was unclear if Colo would survive the week. The zoo superintendent, Earl Davis, told the press, quote, We're just treating it like a human baby, and I'm pestering all my doctor friends for suggestions. If she can go four days, I think we'll have it made. Four days later, on December 26th, Davis gave an update on her progress, and the world breathed a sigh of relief. He said that not only had Colo survived, she was learning fast, and was already causing trouble for her keepers. Apparently, she took great pleasure in knocking over the water bucket inside her incubator. Colo's birth was recognized as the momentous event it was. Zoo officials from around the globe called to offer their congratulations, with some even suggesting that a baby shower was in order. 
The mayor of Columbus was of a similar mind. He reportedly passed out cigars that said, It's a girl. Meanwhile, the city's paper celebrated the birth by launching a naming contest. The winning entry would receive a $50 cash prize as well as a $100 savings bond donated by actor Clark Gable. Colo soon became a celebrity in her own right. At one month old, she made her first TV appearance on a show called Wide Wide World. During the program, she was introduced to Mrs. Howard Brown of Zanesville, the lucky winner of the contest that gave Colo her name. As she grew and developed, Colo provided the world with much more than entertainment. Her life filled crucial gaps in our understanding of the gorilla life cycle, including their gestation period, which we now know is about eight and a half months. Over the years, the study of Colo also changed the modern approach to zookeeping. For example, because Colo's parents had been captured at an early age, they never learned parenting skills in the wild. As a result, they were largely indifferent to Colo, and even afraid of her at times. Colo's keepers tried to fill in for her parents as best they could, and thanks to what they learned from the experience, Zoos today now let gorillas raise their own young when born in captivity. As for Colo, she became a mother herself three times over. Her daughter, Emmy, was the first second-generation gorilla born in captivity. In total, Colo lived to see the birth of three children, 16 grandchildren, 12 great-grandchildren, and three great-great-grandchildren. She passed away peacefully in her sleep on January 17, 2017, at the age of 60, making her the oldest gorilla in the world at the time. Debate continues over whether gorillas should be kept in captivity at all, but thanks to Colo's example, the ones that are have a much better chance of living longer, happier lives. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to send them to me at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.